That fourth down call was so ballsy, you could smell it. He gave the, the concession clap. They're like, damn, I didn't know. Absolutely, yes. I'm glad you said that. Totally agree. Like, that should be a factor for refs. They're like, <laughs> well, I'm not sure, but you didn't think you caught it. The Redskins winning and uh, the Cardinal side. This um, game did combine all of my pleasures. This, this was euphoric. Welcome in to Burgundy Blogcast, where we just missed recording during the end of the game. That's right. It was such a big blowout. Redskins winning over the Packers. I'm going to let Brent tell me the final score because I don't have it in front of me. Brent, give me your one word on that Redskins win. This game was validating. Validating. That's good. We've had uh, maturity or maturing. We've had, uh, I believe, orgasmic, maybe. And... (laughs) And now validating is an excellent uh, I don't word. think we ever had orgasmic. I was saving that one for later. What? We definitely did. Or was that was that a note? Was that just a Prince <laughs> note? All right, I'm going to get to that some more later. But uh, elaborate on validating. I think that's actually a great word, uh, but elaborate on it. Um, I'll, I'll get to that as soon as my raging boner just calms down a little bit. Give me one All second right, here. If, if, you go, if you're going boner, then I'm going straight here. You mentioned your, your loins being warmed during the game. You talked about uh, uh, Gruden having his nuts on the line. What? What is up? I mean, are you getting sensual with the Redskins at this point? <laughs> well, we've had a we've long had an intimate relationship, so I can't say. You know, hey, you know, I just the moment strikes. I mean, <laughs> you're like Costanza uh, and Seinfeld, like trying to combine food and uh, and sex and and watch TV all at once. Like if he, like. I'm not even going to get into your personal life. God knows your wife doesn't deserve to be broke. <laughs> sounds like you were trying to combine all of your pleasures, the Redskins winning and uh, the Cardinal side. This um, game did combine all of my pleasures. This this was euphoric. Uh, the, oh, wow. I don't even know what I'm going to do with this. The the upside for me, you know, I always look through the lens of, of me, number one, personally, Hayes. Uh, you're, I, you're, you have to eat it in that it was a big primetime win. You are not cursed. You can win on primetime, as I told you you could. However, my, uh, my campaign to make this a defensive team instead of an offensive team seems to have come to a crashing halt in this game <laughs> as well. Uh, what were your thoughts both on uh, – does it mean more because it's primetime at the Packers or uh, are th- – does it matter that the Packers aren't that great this year? Or, or how, how are you sort of taking this raging boner aside? Let me try and elaborate on the myriad ways in which this is a franchise-altering victory. Wow. Um, guys, the, This – okay. So I, I, I get I, – I'll concede that the Packers are not their usual um, robust selves. They came in on a losing streak. There's some sort of coach-quarterback friction. I get it. And I get that the Redskins are at home. But they they put to death some serious uh, baggage that this that they've been carrying for a long time with this emphatic, convincing, um, spectacular victory on a Sunday night. Um, they they poured it on in the second half. They didn't just eke it out. They finally showed that they could bury a team and won with a Hall of Fame quarterback at that. 
They did it on prime in prime time in front of everybody. And most importantly, this game will long be remembered as the time when the whole country realized that Kirk Cousins was legit and he absolutely cashed in tonight. Special edition of Burgundy Blogcast being recorded mid-game as we watch the Redskins carry a 13-10 lead into halftime over the Packers. Brent, should we give you? Should I give you one word to describe the first half, and then we'll do another one at the end of the game? What you got for me? I think I need both halves to give you a word, Hayes. That sounds good. All right, let's go ahead and get this out of the way. We've had the discussion about primetime games. How are you feeling? Have your nerves settled in as a Redskins fan? No way. I'm wired. I'm all hyped up on Mountain Dew, dude. First half observations, it was a lot like uh, the last game we saw the Redskins play and that they looked beautiful in their early drives, both offensively and defensively. Then all of a sudden they took nearly a complete 180 as the Packers marched and they couldn't get anything going. But this time they made the great drive and then the nice little stop there at the end of the half. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts about how they're playing uh, overall? It's kind of a wild game. A lot of, a lot of momentum shifts. Like you said, they came out. Um, blazing hot, at least on defense. I think those first three possessions were all three and outs. Um, so they were really shutting Rodgers down early. That was that was nice. Um, Cousins came out looking really good and got hurt by drops early. He had at least two killer drops. I, I, I think he's been playing great, yeah. um, especially early, but really for the whole half. He's been throwing some lasers through the wind. Uh, very impressed with him overall. So, you know, started hot, cooled off a little bit. We got to talk for a little about that super long, like almost 20-play touchdown drive that the Packers had, which was infuriating on multiple levels. But outside of that, Redskins really looking pretty good. All right, let's talk about that. You didn't like the uh, the fourth down penalty call, obviously. Anything in particular you wanted to say about that? So, the one that went I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely still hung up on that. And the whole rest of the drive after that, I, for me, was really colored by that. But we're talking, of course, where the Redskins, in my opinion, clearly should have gotten an, gotten off the field on, on that fourth down stop. And they called a hands to the face on Bashad Breeland, which to me, looking at those replays, and I, and I backed it up a couple of times, but that was horrible. I mean, that was so ticky. Um you know, that was just a really important play. It gave the it obviously extended the drive, and they went down and got seven. Um, I, I thought that was just a really bad call, and it really hurt them. Bad, bad situation. And then the touchdown catch, which ultimately probably wasn't too big of a deal because they were probably going to get the ball, you know, first to go at the one there and, yeah. and like scored. But it still will throw into the conversation of, uh, wait a minute, because I – I was like you. I, I try to be a pretty neutral observer. You know, I'm, I'm pulling for the Redskins in this game now that I do this podcast. But but it's it's not like I'm quite as emotional as I am about when I watch Panthers games. But I saw it live, and I thought it was just like the ref said. Oh, he poked it out after he caught it. Then on replay, I thought it was one of those. No, wait a minute. The guy's moving it. And then the biggest tell of all. And this, I feel like <laughs> refs can't factor this in, but they should be able to. Jordy uh, Nelson, no, whoever it was. Was it yeah, Nelson? Yeah, it was Nelson, yeah. He gave the the concession clap. They're like, damn, I didn't know. Absolutely. Him. Yes, I'm glad you said that. Totally agree. Like, that should be a factor for refs. They're like, <laughs> well, I'm not sure, but you didn't think you caught it. So, like, I mean, you know, like, if, you know, again, and that's where we give credit to guys for, like, selling calls. But, like, if your natural instincts sell you out, then the ref should be like, nah, man, if you don't think it's called, I don't, I, I don't think it's, I mean, if you don't think it's, I don't think it's a catch. So. Totally with you. I mean, I, you know, I, 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 and I felt like kind of in real time the same way you did it. It looked to me initially like a touchdown. And then on the quick replay, like normal speed, not slow-mo, you watch the replay and you're like, 
Dude, how long did he have that thing? Hardly any time at all. So I guess the rule, this is this is the maybe they updated the the language in the rule book, but it's got to oh. be, you know, he he had to have um made a football move or like maybe I guess been able to make a football move. And so I I think that it seems like to some extent the rule's a little different when he's in the end zone. Well, I was going to wonder about that too because that that's similar to like um, you know, is it a touchdown and the play is over the instant that you, you know, that, that he had the, the possession of the ball that first time before he started adjusting it. I don't know, man. I, I wish if it were basketball, I would claim a little more knowledge of the rules. I almost have them like cold football. I just, I just don't claim to know it's stone cold. So somebody will be able to tell us if there is a, a difference between, you know, is it a catch and the play is over the instant that he's got those two feet down. Right. And on a secured ball. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's got to be different because he has no intention or need to make a football move. But to me, it seems like the the burden of proof or the the threshold should be a little higher in the end zone. I mean, you know, if anything... I feel like you should have to do more to actually score, you know, than, then, you, than you should for, you know, in the, in, in the middle of the field. And it definitely seems different nowadays where whether or not you're going to the ground or not. So, again, I, yeah. I wish I could claim more confidently what should be the rule. I, I'll just say from from a fan who watches a, a decent amount of football, I thought that was going to go in the category of the, nah, man, you got to you gotta hold it all the way through. Well said, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can't – I agree with you. I'm not sure – I, I can't I can't say whether they blew it, but it, it just didn't seem right. Yeah. Um, anything you're looking for the the Redskins to do differently? Um, I, you know, I'm obviously pulling for a second half shutout, like I always. <laughs> was. Uh, Packers been going a lot with to their tight ends, not throwing a lot of deep balls. Uh, it seems like the Redskins have had good coverage because yeah. uh, Rodgers has had to make some stuff happen with his feet and uh, late in the in the in the drop or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it, Thing you want to see differently offensively or defensively? No, I, I mean, I'm very pleased with really, really both sides of the ball. Um, uh, you know, I think in terms of the defense just has to continue. I mean, it's so much easier said than done, but they need to, first of all, keep Aaron Rodgers inside the pocket so that you, you need to contain him and, 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 and try and prevent him from freelancing. At the same time, you know, and it's, it's very hard to, to kind of demand both but like they also need to just get interior pressure on him because at the beginning when they were when they were forcing those three and outs that was happening and the real key thing when they when they started allowing that really long drive and then the the couple scoring drives in a row is that that interior pressure fell off so you got to be aggressive but at the same time you got to be very disciplined and not let him escape because i mean strangely enough like when he's in the pocket right now the offense is really having a hard time you know moving so um I think if the D can do that, I'm very, very satisfied with Kirk Cousins right now. His stats don't look that great, um, partly because of a, few, of a few drops. But I think he's been throwing the ball really well. He's been finding Jordan Reed, who started heating up at the end of the half there. And then Rob Kelly with the late touchdown. What a great touchdown run. I'm such a huge fan of him right now. I know that, I mean, basically all Redskins fans are just ecstatic with how much better he looks than Matt Jones did before he got benched. Uh, but he's really adding a new dimension. True, although Fat Rob, I believe, did have one of those drops that hurt Cousins. He did, uh, yeah, he did have a, he did drop a short pass. Yeah, yeah. To, to the to your point, keeping him in the pocket, and then they got nothing going on the rushing game right now. So yeah, keep Rodgers from scrambling, and uh, I think the defense is. We got to touch. Doing... We got to touch on the two point conversion attempt at the end too. I thought that was. I mean, did you did you we watching through that part? I may. I must have missed that. I must have assumed. So that they... Fat Rob scored, and they go for two. And, you know, so part of this is they're down in the, at the, the, um, on the end of the field where the wind is apparently just pretty hellacious. And so have you seen, now, did you watch NFL football today? Do you know how many kicks were missed? I, I heard 11 last count. I'm crazy. Actually, yeah. Those are 
just extra points, right? Yep, 11, 11 missed PATs today. So go ahead. And so it's the wind is whipping around, which I think is you, you, I think that's contributing to the decision to go for it. And on yep. top of that, uh, the Redskins' long snapper is out today. Uh, Nick Sundberg is injured, and they signed a guy yesterday off the street. So uh-huh. it's possible that they're trying to avoid using him more than necessary. Even that said, I feel like I pro- you know as they're trotting out to go for two – I was like, I don't like this. I just just try and kick the extra point. It still felt much more like a much a much higher percentage. So so they decide to go for two, and I'm like, okay, here we go. This would be pretty cool if they get it. Well, they run up the middle with Chris Thompson, who I love, but he's absolutely not a short yardage back. It was a really weird call. It failed like very predictably. So they're only up, uh, you know, they only got 13 points. Um, I think that was a mistake. I didn't like going for it. And I definitely didn't like the play call. So very strange situation. It kind of nipped a little bit of the momentum at the end. All right, I will. But they got it back with a nice little sack there. They yeah. got to put a, put a hit on Rodgers. All right, I will uh, disagree with you. I like going for two okay. almost for no reason because it's, uh, it's shown you've got 50% or, or better chance. And if you throw in those extra factors of wind and an unconfident uh, battery, we'll call it, whatever, snapper to holder to kicker. Right. Uh, I, I don't mind the decision at all. I will agree with you on the running Chris Thompson up the middle. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm actually fine with where you went for that, but just one more thing is you got to consider, like, okay, the idea, if you want to just sort of be philosophically kind of aggressive and maybe go for it randomly here and there sometimes, um, you know, knock yourself out, especially when you got a couple excuses. But let's keep in mind that this year at least – the Redskins absolutely suck in the red zone. Like, they're not some team that should have high hopes of punching it in from the two. They haven't been able to do that all year. So, you know, the idea that that, that, that was, um, you know... Uh, Maybe it's a good practice opportunity. Maybe they're trying to, well, trying to get better all the time. I guess, I guess they hope they learn from that. You were just mad that they didn't throw the fade route. I know. Um, all right, cool. the second half is on. We're signing off from the first half for Burgundy Blogcast. We'll be back and record the second half after this, but you'll hear it all at once. <laughs> for Burgundy Blogcast in the first half, I'm Hayes. That's Brent. We'll be back. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the football games you want to see up close and in person this season. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year with SeatGeek. It's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone. It's by far the easiest way I've found a shot for tickets. I could be anywhere. Just a few taps, I can find instantly seats for this weekend's game or any game all season long. Also, SeatGeek tells you the best value tickets there are, so it's not only good seats, it's a great price for them. Get $20 back when you use the SeatGeek app. Download the app. Go to the settings tab. Click add a promo code. Use the promo code BURGUNDY. That's right. Use BURGUNDY and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Use SeatGeek and enter the promo code BURGUNDY today. How about the coaching staff? A lot of different things. Once again, that they win the second half adjustment game and then also that ballsy call, which much like the going for two, a lot of people in the, hey, you know, pay attention to the math uh, world are saying go for it. Even in those situations where it feels dangerous, he did and they got it. What do you feel about the coaching staff and, and in particular that huge fourth down decision? That fourth down call was so ballsy you could smell it. Did that you like was it? oh my yeah. gosh! It had to happen. It was it was so man. I was so nervous when that happened. But yes, it was absolutely the right call, and not just in hindsight because it worked. But the obvious reason is that no matter when and where Aaron Rodgers got the ball back, they were going to score. Now, I mean, it felt that way at least. And right. so exactly. now, granted, when they eventually did, you know, they, they fumbled. But yep. 
Um, you know, it, he, he had to do it. Rodgers had so much momentum at that point. They absolutely just had to keep the ball, and they had to figure out a way. And it was the right call, and it worked. I mean, it was so awesome. Um, otherwise, you know, the coaches in, in that game, I felt like the offensive play calling was terrific. I felt like the defense for a large swath of the second half basically disappeared. So I, I don't know. I'll have to go back, and I'm definitely going to watch this game again and try and figure out what happened. Um I did not love Jay Gruden chasing the missed extra point um, with the with the subsequent uh, two pointer. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I would have liked to. Or is it still? I mean, the percentage is still the same every time you go for it. If, if you have, if if you yeah, but, again, but, but you're right. But my, but I think their percentage is low. I think this with this team, the percentage is low. I know. I know. Uh, I don't. I. For for two point conversions specifically, or for are you just saying because you're tainted by the red zone? Which I get, that's a factor. I get that. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess I'm tainted, but I mean that's a real thing. They're not good in the red zone, and they're not good in short yardage, and so there's not really a reason to think that they're going to be able to beat beat or cheat the system, but you know, to to a greater extent than other teams. Take take you know, especially when when he went for it the second time, and they were on the the the, the desirable end of the field with no wind. I mean, take that point. That point could have turned out to be such a big deal. I mean, even even as it got closer to the end, when they were up, you know, eight and then eleven. Two though. What? They missed an extra point that they kicked. They yeah yeah, but I mean, he's gonna, he's, he's still going to make it. That was in the fourth quarter uh, when when they didn't have the win. But missing it, I think, proves like even if if you're worried about your percentage of. Uh, you don't even have to be fifty percent on on your two point conversion if you're only you know seventy five percent on your I, you know I won't be able to do the total math here but you know what I mean like I feel that over, yep all right over over fifty percent on two point conversion is factoring in a hundred percent efficiency on the one point and if and if we're finding out that it's really only like seventy five percent of this new distance then even more so like even if you're not great I, I don't think going for two is that bad right, that, that's, I feel you on that yeah I mean the wind the wind the wind matters but yeah okay I'm, I'm, I'm with you uh, that, and and that's that's probably a deeper discussion on that that we need to go all right the the other thing I got to go back back to the, uh, the the fourth down decision the thing I like about it and I am with you momentum wise it felt like even if they that, that no matter where they gave Rodgers the ball back he was going to score in the next drive but I love that call and they talked about it during the broadcast because it not only says I believe in you offensive line and quarterback but it also says I believe in you defense because as soon as they don't get it if they don't you're going to turn around and Short say field hey, yeah we did this because we knew that you would. <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So I like that overall. And I do. I think that's a sort of a, a grown-up franchise move. Um, one thing I didn't like, we've talked about this before, I, I thought the Green Bay, I'm not sure how it would have turned out. I thought they made a huge mistake in not challenging that Jackson catch where he went to the ground yeah. with it with his hands, if only because it's like situationally it looked like it was worth a try and the kids gave them time to challenge it. Where once again, we talked about like when you're, when your peak franchise operation, your wide receiver knows to make a silent signal for everybody to get to the line on any 50, 50 play, but that's, that's a real ticky tack thing. But, but I think, um, the fourth, the fourth down decision and getting it are, are a sign of a, a franchise that is really sort of coming into itself. So, uh, anything else you want to add before we jump into some Brent's notes? Um, this is in the notes, but, uh, you know, cousins, like, obviously, I mean, everyone saw it. Everyone saw what happened. We are all witnesses, and and, and I mentioned it, but it, it cannot be overstated. He, he was 
absolutely on fire. Really, the whole game, I mean, he was better even in the first half than the numbers showed, and then finally the statistics caught up with it in the second half. But he was leading guys. He was throwing guys open. His pocket movement was like I've never seen. I mean, if if this was some sort of – I mean, if, if this is where he actually – can can go more consistently. Right. I mean, he was everything you could ask for tonight. They are he he wrote his new contract tonight. He was and and again, I know that the Packers defense is not not strong and dealing with a lot of injuries and he really carved up a pretty weak unit, but he was so so good in so many ways. It's so exciting for Redskins fans to see that. I mean, I, I think the it's been just this ongoing debate for you know well over a year now what are you going to do with him and I, I feel like it's over I feel like yep. the debate is over and he's I don't know what more you could ask ask of him um, it just was a special special night for him really big deal and exciting for fans the thing that uh, that he showed tonight that I really didn't think that he uh, what was a strength was just those deep balls man they were yes. the right Perfect reads, just perfect ball. Several of them into the wind, perfect spirals. Uh, the 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 first the first touchdown to Crowder, he threw. Uh, you know he he started throwing before Crowder was the slightest bit open. I mean it was the smartest read I saw. Um, a guy I really like on Twitter, one of the beat guys, Michael Phillips, tweeted a, a picture of what Crowder looked like when Cousins started to throw that ball, and he, right. he I mean he didn't even look like a viable option. And it was so money. I mean, the two, you know, the one, the, the Crowder had the second one where he got tackled at the one. And then the long touchdown to Garcon. I mean, those deep balls, several of them into the wind, just absolutely silencing the, the, the one, maybe not the one, but one major remaining question about him, which is, does he have the arm strength? Does he have a live enough arm to, you know, to make the, the, the necessary throws to complete the whole playbook? And I don't know how – it wasn't just the deep balls. It was several intermediate throws. But he clearly showed that, he's, that it's enough, and it was just really impressive. So happy he did it on a Sunday night. Interestingly enough, uh, the tight ends, who you know I've been a big fan of and, and have been a big part of the, the offense. Uh, and, and, and Reed had some big plays, but they were, I would say, a lesser part than maybe they yeah. have been. In recent games, Garcon, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, maybe his biggest game of the year, definitely the biggest one that I've watched closely. And as we've sort of touched on, and maybe the bye week, even though they used Deshaun Jackson pretty well tonight, uh, they weren't the deep balls went to Crowder and Garcon. Jackson caught a touchdown. He had, a, you know, a couple other good plays. But when you look at the money that's being paid to him, I think you can start to imagine a post Deshaun Jackson world, and yeah. uh, and imagine that money going other places and and not really giving up much in the passing game for what they for all the weapons they have so really really good signs for the passing game and uh on top of that was it their best rushing game of the, of the year maybe not but that that late uh fat rob run obviously sure added. felt like it yeah i mean I, I don't think those two things are independent i mean the reason why a lot of these guys are looking so open especially on second and third and short and and they're they're, they're really using utilizing a lot of play action very effectively now because there's so much credibility to that run game that, that just wasn't there for the first six, eight weeks of the season. Um, he, he's added a new dimension, and he broke off a long one at the end. He d- does not have that long speed, but, like, the, the guy, I mean, he, you know, I, I mean, I guess one question is his hands. You know, he didn't – they, they tried to throw him a couple passes tonight, and and um, and he had trouble hauling those in. But uh, Rob Kelly looks like a totally legitimate RB1 to me right now, and, you know, sky's the limit.
All right, let's get to Brent's notes because we are now on Monday time. This is a late night podcast, and we're doing it for the fans for the six and one Washington Redskins. All right, I will make a, a note here. We had a campaign recently from some fans to bring back Ken's notes. Now, much like some other highly publicized campaigns of national note and specifically in Washington, Ken's notes seem to have a great ground game and a lot of things going for it. But surprisingly, the fans just seem to be going a different direction and not calling for Ken's notes. Then in an odd turn of events, Ken actually sent some notes in tonight. For the first <laughs> it's half. really sad. It was after we had recorded for the first half. So I, I don't think we're going to get Ken's notes in tonight. Uh, give us your feedback on it, and, and we'll consider it for down the line. We do always appreciate you know Ken's input as well as that of all the fans. Bless but, his heart. All right, Brent's notes starting in the first half. Uh, Harris, exclamation point. What are we talking about there? Maurice Harris, the undrafted rookie free agent uh, receiver, had another nice uh, first down conversion on a third down. I'm uh, liking him more and more. I think he's carving out a role. All right, uh, 11 TD, that's DJX. We mentioned it, but what, what was your other thought? What were your other thoughts on it? Just wanted to note that the, the, the move he threw on that guy at the goal line was totally filthy to get open. Uh, really, really nice route. Shook. Uh, offensive line, Struggs, specifically Moses, and uh, that guy whose name I can't say. <laughs> Sean Laveo, the left guard, has had a few yeah. kind of weak games in a row. Moses, I think, is mainly, mainly, mainly because he's been playing through a pretty bad ankle injury, but those two guys didn't have great games. All right, the uh, the Washington names that I struggle with, with the most are Sean Laveo yeah. and Reince Reince Priebus, whoever that whatever that. <laughs> yeah. Both those names I always forget. I get thrown off when I see them. I like I should know anyway. I move into the second half. G B M F G. That's not mother. <laughs> no, that's a missed field goal by Mason Crosby. <laughs> And that's the one that he missed um, into the wind, which which a lot of people thought maybe kind of validated Gruden's decision to go for two in the first half. Wait, are you trying to like back off your earlier discussion now? That that was my I told you that it validated his decision. Just providing uh, a little context. Come on, we go for a balanced commentary here on the broadcast. Cuz cuz pocket. We talked about that. His pocket movement, in particular, a couple occasions where he stepped up in the pocket. I was proud of you for mentioning this in previous games, but several times tonight he stepped up in a cloudy pocket and delivered really strong passes, so I was just so happy to see that. Cloudy pocket. Look at you, Mr. Analyst. Crowder, Crowder TD with an emoji with money eyes and a money tongue. Yeah, I think that says it all. Cha-ching! Uh, chasing two. Uh, you know, we talked about that. That was him kind of uh, trying at least once to go for two because they had missed. You know, they'd gone. They they had missed one in the first half. Not a big fan yeah. of that strategy. I think if you if if you would have otherwise gone for one, just do it. Yep. All right. Uh, I don't think we'll have an answer to this, but it was definitely a, a, a note of worthiness. Starks TD WTF? Like there was nobody <laughs> within. <laughs> 50 yards of that dude. It was like it, it was like an 11 man blitz on the other side of the field. <laughs> like they couldn't have gotten somebody in the frame if they tried. What happened? That looked like a glitch. I, I think two guys. I know um, Fuller was one of them, and I think maybe Craven's the other. So it may have been two rookies covered the same crossing route, and it just left yeah. the entire field vacant. It's almost one where you're you're not even worried because it's like, man, at least our guys don't suck. Right. They just yeah, you know, something screwed up. Uh, Whitner dead. 
Sorry. <laughs> Dante Whitner is the uh, really old safety they signed a few games ago who's been playing fairly well but showed tonight that his career is definitely on its on its deathbed. Whitner dead. D choking. Yeah, they looked for a while like they were going to they were going to ruin this yeah. coming out party, but they they got it together at the end by forcing that fumble which we're going to get to. Uh fourth down sneak we've talked about yeah. anything else? No. 80 to 1. That's Crowder's long ball down to the goal line. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, 80 to the 1. I was like, 80 to 1. Uh, Bob TD times Fat Rob scoring three TDs. Fat Rob got, it, got in three times. Uh, that's that's my guy right now. Hopkins mixed extra point. I thought it might I'll, be important. Ultimately not. Jay, uh, Josh Norman forced fumble. Such a key that. play. That, that, uh, the, the game was absolutely – Still in doubt at that point. Um, he has he is the grandmaster of stripping the ball. I, I didn't even I did not fully appreciate that. I want I want to hear from you if you knew that he had that superpower as a Panther. But dang, can that guy get the ball out? No, nah, he uh, he was always decent at it. Um, but uh, but you know who he played with last year, and they mentioned it in the broadcast. He, uh, Charles Tillman played one year on the Panthers yeah. last. year. And that's like his move, and I guarantee you, uh, Norman is a dude. No, I've talked about how Norman. Uh, you can see other things that he's picked up from guys he's played with. You can absolutely see what he learned from Steve Smith mm. in both the way he plays and the way he taught. I mean, yeah. look, he's a Steve Smith on defense, basically. That's exactly, exactly. yeah, good point. Where, and he's going to sometimes make mistakes or sometimes you know let his head get the best of him. But he usually plays his best when he's really fired up, and he absolutely picked up that. Uh, that move from Tillman, and it was so perfect. God, it was so good. Great point. Uh, anything else? That was at the last note. Uh, yeah, that was on Brent's notes. Uh, I don't have a schedule up. Who they got next? Dallas on Thanksgiving, man. Wow. Wow, and Dallas looks good today. Dallas looks really good. I'm excited about that game. What time is it? I'm planning it's, my Thanksgiving. It's a 430 round. game, so this is uh, maybe 4 o'clock, but it's the middle one. And, I mean, this is an ultra-short week. This might be the shortest turnaround in NFL history, having played a Sunday night game and a Thursday afternoon game. Um, you know, they're going to make a big deal out of that. And, of course, the Redskins are traveling. So, uh, you know, no idea how that's going to affect them. I, I, you know, I think that that's a, that's a big wild card here. Good thing is that'll be a, a good thing as an excuse if uh, yeah. it's way. Eh, short week. We, we'll get little steam again in the playoff. Yep. Uh, but no, it, it will be a good test regardless. But I, but I think you will have to consider the short week, and hopefully it'll be just a good game because sometimes those Thursday nights uh, or Thursday games result in just grossness for both teams. I kind of so. hate it when the Redskins are on Thanksgiving though, because you know I want to just crush that turkey and take a nap. Yeah, and uh, there's going to be a lot of, especially with the Cowboys. Squeeze it in early. Yeah, I mean, are you going to be able to plan your your Thanksgiving around it? You've got a lot more like family obligations. I, you They've know, already I mean, I, been notified that I won't be participating in any of the family related activities during that portion of the day. You off, you can pull off a three and a half hour, just nah, me time on Thanksgiving. They know. They know how I roll. All right, I respect that. See, I'm a lot. I'm a little more of the like. Uh, my family won't plan the meal around me at all. I just, you know, I'll just, I'll just show up whatever, uh, whatever I'm not watching football. So, um, all right, well, it'll be fun regardless. And no matter what happens, we will be talking about it on Burgundy Blogcast. For Brent, I'm Hayes. I'm going to go take a, a cold shower, Hayes. I'll see you later.
<laughs> Later.